change. Fox Sports and Gambler presented by Cure Auto Insurance. My name is John Jansen. Great first two hours. Thanks to my guests, both of WindDailySports.com. It's almost like I also work there a little bit. Um, But Joel Shrek and Ghost, you can also call him Nick, our nice Canadian basketball analyst, who is a damn good one, too. So we've gone through it all. Sixers, NBA playoffs, we're not going to talk baseball tonight. Uh, actually, we will coming up in the next segment. I'll give my picks. We're not talking Phillies tonight, though. What we will talk about next, though, as we cover golf, we covered, again, uh, we covered NBA, baseball coming up. Right now, let's do a little NHL playoff action. Joining me on the Dr. Glad Regrow Your Hairline, Dr. Paul Glad, Philadelphia's leading air restoration doctor. Visit Dr. Glad. Dot com. It is Larry Henry Jr. Follow him at LHenry019. Uh, Larry, what in the heck? First of all, we got to start with yesterday's Hurricanes game. And I know this is yesterday's news, and we're already starting to get you know games already finished today. And so there's already a lot to go over. But I have to ask, what in the heck happened to that Hurricanes game with that goalie interference call? Yeah, it was uh, definitely a crazy way, a uh, crazy thing in that game for sure. Um, you know, going into that game, uh, you know, like like I've been been trying to obviously get the right picks and everything, but um, the Nashville Predators have made it so dang hard for uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. And um, just for them to come out, get that win, um, in, in overtime, which has been a really grueling series because um, I believe, you know, we had uh, we had overtime, um, you know, a couple times in that series. And uh, UC Soros, the goalie for Nashville, had just been standing on his head uh, the last couple games. I know the one game he had, like, 63 saves. and um, But I, you know, thought eventually Carolina would, um, you know, flex their muscles a little bit and, and get through it, and, and they did. And uh, now they're in the driver's seat um, going into game six uh, tomorrow night. And um, it should be fun. And uh, obviously, if the results stand tonight, um, we could see a Tampa Bay Lightning Carolina Hurricane uh, showdown in the second round, which uh very excited to see, obviously. Um, those two teams got to see a lot of each other in the regular season. And um, Tampa Bay maybe a little bit of a chip on their shoulder uh knowing that they finished behind Carolina in the regular season yeah. and trying to go for that going trying to go for that two peat uh Stanley Cup uh obviously it's tough to do in any sport winning back to back but um you know like I told a lot of uh friends and colleagues I think Tampa Bay set up to do that they they've done really well uh in their series leading to nothing right now uh, against Florida a team that's kind of given them a, a good series as well so uh anytime you know, you go six games, and even even if you get knocked out, I still think that 
you know, you gave that team a, a good run for it. And Florida Absolutely, definitely done yep. that. But they've definitely done that. Obviously, the goaltending consistency was a big question coming into the playoffs and unfortunately hadn't gone the way that maybe they would have hoped. And uh, Spencer Knight, um, the 2019 first-round pick, uh, he did exceptionally well. First playoff start on Monday night, and he was able to get the win. Um, and then tonight, obviously, 2 nothing with a little over 12 minutes left. Um, Florida looking at elimination right now. But, uh, yeah, I think Carolina, Tampa Bay, um, I think Carolina gets it done tomorrow night, game six. Uh, we move on uh, to the weekend, and uh, I, I guess it, I'm assuming that Sunday would be the first game of that series, maybe Monday, uh, pending you know travel and, and stuff like that. So I do have to uh, to ask you about officiating because there's a lot being made about officiating in the Hurricanes Predators game specifically. Uh, I know Rod Brindamore has publicly called out officiating. Uh, so th- that game we've seen a little bit of it. I know in the rest of the playoffs there's been a few things as well. Uh, is this all kind of getting overblown? Some of the officiating problems, or does NHL you know there's legitimately somewhat of a problem here with with their officiating? It's tough to say. I mean, when you get to playoff time, I mean, obviously the players, you know, they, they they're um, emotions running high, basically. Emotions yeah. running high, yeah, exactly. And the refs are the same way in any sport. I mean, um, I think it, you know, you, you, there's a lot of calls that sometimes go uh, missed, and there's sometimes there's some penalties that, uh, even as you know, a neutral fan, you know, sometimes watching these series, you're you know, you don't agree with. And uh, I think in the playoffs, obviously, um, things are under maybe not as close of a microscope as it would be in the regular season because, you know, you want you want the guys to play and there's going to be high intensity and emotions running high. So you don't want to call every single, uh, every little, you know, touchy incident and stuff like that. So um, I understand Rob Brindamore's frustration and all uh, for sure. And I think any coach in that situation uh, would be, uh, you know, showing the same uh, emotion that he did. But uh, I think it a little bit it's overblown. I think that, you know, the refs will get better, obviously, as the series go on and um, as we push forward, forward to the Stanley Cup final. And um, overall, I just think, you know, the refs obviously are doing the best that they can to make this a, a fun, you know, obviously a fun uh, experience for the fans and also, uh, you know, make sure that there's obviously fairness involved, uh, you know, for both teams. So, um Definitely understand Rob Brindamore's frustration, but uh, I think it's a little overblown at this point. And, and, you know, things are going to happen that, you know, we could always go back on every series and every sport and say, well, this was missed and that was missed. But then we'd be nitpicking every little thing. So. Yeah, and that's that's what's going to happen in the playoffs. And again, emotions running high, stakes are high. Uh, so a lot of these calls are going to be uh, I, I just looked at in every single angle, every single way. Uh, so maybe a bit of it is maybe overblown, but um, officiating does seem to be a little bit off so far for the NHL playoffs. Doesn't really look great, uh, but outside of that. We are getting a great NHL playoffs right now, and we actually had a series close tonight. The Islanders ended up beating the Penguins in six, and they move on in the playoffs. Islanders with a 5-3 to three win tonight. First, let's just stick with the Penguins. Um, they don't have... I don't know how many opportunities they're going to have with, obviously, their current core. Uh, they Their goaltending is really their, their biggest issue, and it's not something that was solved really a young guy in Tristan Jerry is what what did they do with him 
Uh, because this is a team, again, it's not like they can wait for Jerry to get things going. They don't really have that, that much time here. Uh, wh- what do you think they're going to do at goaltender moving forward? Yeah, that's a really good question because um, going into this season, a lot was made of, you know, how are the Penguins going to balance their goaltending with uh, Tristan Jari and Matt Murray, who was still on the team. Uh, Matt Murray ends up getting shipped off to Ottawa and uh, Tristan Jari becomes the number one guy. Uh, you know, he everyone kind of thought that the Penguins would stick with Matt Murray because he had been in those Stanley Cup situations and, and all, but... Um, you know, I think Tristan Jari is still a very capable goaltender in this league. Uh, you know, the record obviously doesn't show for it two two and four, uh three one eight goals against, only an eight 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 uh save percentage. But uh, I still think there's a lot of good potential in Tristan Jari um going forward. Uh the big thing with the Penguins is um I think the defensively they're not as strong of a team as they were in the past. I know Chris Letang's still there, but he's getting older now, as is that key core of Letang, Crosby, and Malkin. Um, so I think defensively they're going to try to share some things up in the offseason. Um, how they go to do that, I, I, I'm not sure, because you know we still have to wait for the season to end, see who's going to be on the market, uh, whether it's free agency or trades. Um, but I do think that, Pittsburgh, you know, deserve some credit for sure for getting to this point because early in the season, I mean, they were kind of jostling at the point, you know, that point with the Flyers. It kind of skyrocketed up the the standings a little bit and, um, you know, finishing in a good regular season spot. So, uh, yeah, I think the Islanders uh, have a tough series. Um, they're a team that, like last year, uh, as the Philadelphia Flyers fans would know, you know they're they're a pesky team. They they're gonna they're gonna grind out results, um, you know, with gritty play, with uh, with good goaltending, um, as we'll get to in a minute. Uh, and then overall, they just have a lot of guys that can score goals and chip in goals. Um, you know, these other teams like Colorado and Vegas and. Uh, Tampa Bay and Carolina, they they have star players that can go out there and, you know, win games for you. Nathan McKinnon for Colorado, uh, Mark Stone for Vegas. But, you know, the Islanders, I mean, Matt Barzell is really the star of that team, but he didn't have a particularly great series. And other guys stepped up. A lot of guys can can score. And uh, and then when you look at the goaltending, Ilya Sorokin, I mean, uh, this is a guy that I've been – kind of high on for the last few seasons now. Uh, and he really came into his own in this first, uh, first round series, four, no nine, four, three, save percentage, one, nine, five goals against. Um, he, he won that series. Ilya Sorokin. I will flat out say it because Samuel Varlamov was the number one in, in the regular season. Uh, he lost both the games that he played against Pittsburgh in this series. And Sorokin really did a great job of kind of stabilizing that, making a lot of big time saves, I mean, when you look at um, the saves uh, so far in this playoffs, I mean, Sorokin's in the top with 159, and, and he's only let up nine goals. That's crazy. So um, so the Islanders, I think, uh, obviously gave Pittsburgh a really good series and got rewarded for it because they stuck to the way they want to play. They're not a team that's going to really, um, you know, they're, they're going to get their lead and they're going to sit on it. And, uh, and we saw that throughout the series. And I think 
that series against Boston, I mean, a lot of people are already kind of penciling Boston into the next round. And, you know, I'm kind of the opposite right now. I think the Islanders are really going to make that a good series. Um, we could see a seven-game series between the Bruins and the Islanders. And the Islanders own uh, had the advantage in the regular season beating Boston uh, the first five times they met in the regular season before Boston won uh, the last three. So, uh, you know, hats off to the Islanders. Still doing a good job there. And uh, it was good to see, obviously, the packed stadiums now with, um, you know, stadiums opening up and restrictions and all. So that was good to see uh, some energy uh, in these games as we were in the playoffs. Yeah, that's actually um that's going to be an interesting series because you're right. I I think everybody just wants to pencil in maybe Boston, but um I I think the problem there is that the, this Islanders team does really do well in the playoffs and and the way they play seems to translate well. So you're you're giving them a shot here. They may not be the sexy team and and play I think you you said it not not play flashy hockey, but this team is good enough to end up winning that series. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, I think the Islanders, you know, um, they're a team that, you know, obviously I was kind of big on in the regular season where I remember, you know, multiple times you had asked me kind of like as a future look, okay, who's the team we should watch out for? Who's the team that could kind of spoil the party a little bit? And I, and I, I usually touched on the Islanders a few times because, again, they're a team that um, is going to make it tough for you uh, defensively. They, they have – uh, two good goalies that they can rely on, and Sorokin's probably taking that lead role now uh, over Varlamov, who's the veteran. And then offensively, um, they're, they're teams that I, they're a team that gets in on the forecheck, makes a lot of mistakes, uh, you know, for opposing defenders, and uh, really kind of uh, you know makes the most of their opportunities because a lot of these games against Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I didn't get to watch every single one, but when I'm checking the box score and everything, uh, you know, they're getting outshot 20, 20 shots a game. I know Monday night, the overtime, the double overtime game, I know it was like, I think Sorokin made over 50 saves, and uh, tonight was no different. I mean, I think, uh, you know, Pittsburgh finished the game with about 20 more shots than the Islanders. So uh, Boston's another team that likes to do that, where they can play good defensively and, and rely on good goaltending. So, uh, I don't think we're going to see a high-scoring series uh, between Boston and the Islanders, um, but I do think that we will see it go at, at least six games because uh, both of these teams are really good at what they do, and eventually someone's, something's going to have to kind of break for uh, one of these teams to get into the next round. Yeah, and I'm just mentioning this because it's uh, a really weird coincidence. Um, ESPN, as I'm you know looking at the NHL scores and I'm checking out series that are going on, uh, has videos playing and it always cycles through his videos all the time. Uh, I'm seeing a video right now of Brendan Aronson talking in a U.S. men's national team uh, jersey. So uh, <laughs> it's it's a really that's just a really weird coincidence that it's happening while I'm talking with you, Larry, who also covers the men's national team, and uh, I think pretty familiar with a guy by the name of Brendan Aronson. So uh, just a little weird coincidence as we're talking with Larry Henry Jr. You can follow him at lhenry019. Joining me on the Doctor Gladry Gray hairline. So the Lightning, they're up to nothing. They might be moving on. What about the game on right now? It's still nothing, nothing between the Wild and Golden Knights. Vegas leads the series by three-two. It's nothing, nothing. Still, so still sort of a clean slate right now. Do you think the Golden Knights finish it tonight? I do. Uh, actually, you know, earlier this evening when the Pittsburgh game was going on, I I did put money down on a three-team uh, parlay, which is pretty risky in the playoffs, but um, I did put. 
you know, money down on the Islanders at the time, which was it was two two, uh, and I also took Tampa Bay and, and Vegas, and Tampa Bay is looking like uh, a good bet right now, six thirty three left in the third, and Tampa Bay still holds on to that two nothing lead. Uh, but back to Vegas, I mean, they've uh, you know they probably didn't finish it the way they would have liked in Game Five. Um, you know, I was on with Joe Tanzi on Monday, and uh, you know he kind of asked me about that series, and I said, well, I do, I did like the over which had hit that night uh, too, because Minnesota, you know, they're in a desperate situation. They need goals, they need performances, and and they got one in Game Five. And I, I just don't see them. Uh, going to seven games. Uh, Minnesota is a team that, again, does not a team with a lot of star players offensively. Kirill Kaprizov's had a really great season and is a rising star in this league. But outside of him, it's you know, it's again a team like Cal, like the Islanders want to play. They're a team that doesn't score tons of goals, but plays really well defensively. Doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And um, Vegas is the opposite. They're a team that's racked up goals this season. Mark Andre Fleury's having a great playoff so far. He's third in goals against with a 1.40 and uh, has a 9.468 percentage. So uh, he's done really well in between the post. And uh, I just think that Vegas is going to have too much for them. Mark Stone has, has five goals in the playoffs. Alex Tuck has three. Um, they have a real good group defensively. Alex Petrangelo, Shea Theodore, um, Alec Martinez. So uh, I, I just think that Vegas is going to have too much for them. And um, if Minnesota does get a, get a win tonight and forces game seven, then, you know, all hands on deck. But uh, I do think that Vegas, again, is going to have what it takes because they have a veteran goalie in Flurry who's won Stanley Cups and they have, um, you know, one of the best offenses in this league when it comes to scoring goals and, and racking them up in bunches. So let's jump to a uh, division that I don't think many saw the this team being into the next round and maybe potentially winning it, and that is Winnipeg. They move on after surprisingly sweeping the Oilers. Uh, I know Toronto and Montreal, they're still in their series. Uh, let me check again just to make sure I'm not getting it wrong what the uh, the series is right now. So it's 3-1 Toronto. We expect Toronto and expected them easily to win this series against Montreal. Uh, so they may be doing it soon, and they could end it tomorrow the Maple Leafs we know are the best team in this division, but the, the Jets here, are we giving them a chance to potentially sneak another series uh, win here and, and move on again? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and I was one of those people that, that probably had, had told you that I thought Edmonton was going to um, kind of run away with that series against yeah, the Jets. Yeah, complete but, surprise, um, complete surprise. And uh, but the Jets, I mean, they came out um, really made things difficult for Edmonton. Shut Connor McDavid down, who didn't score a goal until Game Four, and by then it was too little, too late. But um, the Jets, I think, could could surely give uh, Toronto a tough time because they've really kind of uh, you know battled the results against them in the regular season. Uh, and when you look at offensive players, I mean. They don't have Austin Matthews, but they have guys that can, you know, multiple guys that have chipped in 20 goals in the regular season. Um, Kyle Connors one, Nikolai Ellers is another. Uh, Blake Wheeler is also there, and uh, and they have the more experienced goalie because Toronto has uh, Jack Campbell, who really kind of made that starting role his. 
before the season. And um, and then you have Winnipeg, who has Connor Hellebuck, who uh, is a more known goalie, has been, you know, the starter for several seasons now. So, um, you know, I think when you look at the goaltending edge, I'd have to give it to Winnipeg. I mean, because Hellebuck played extremely well against Edmonton, who has the top two, had the top two point getters uh, in McDavid and Dreisaitl. And, and those two didn't really get going until games three and four. And by then it was too late. So uh, the Jets do really well defensively. Um, I had touched on it with Joe on Monday that, you know, they, they do well at, at forcing skill players, you know, um, to the outside and, and not letting them get in good situations in front of the net. Um, they did that with McDavid because McDavid is a, speed, a speedy guy and, and, you know, they're going to say, okay, well, you can have the outside. We'll let you get the outside. But by that point, you're not in a great situation to, to you know, really get shots on goal and, and – um, so I think that Winnipeg will make that a really good series against Toronto. I'm not sure if they beat them just because Toronto has that X factor of Austin Matthews, who's been kind of, you know, not a, his best maybe per se so far in the playoffs compared to the regular season. And that's going to happen. I mean, no player is going to go out there right away and rack up eight, nine, ten goals in one round. I mean, that would be insane. But uh, I think Matthews will, will find his own. And luckily for him, there's other guys stepping up. William Nylander's scored in every game so far against uh, Montreal, which is four straight. And then Mitch Marner has also done well. So uh, I think Toronto um, will eventually win that series. But, again, I think that's a series that we could see go seven games just because both the goalies are playing at a high level right now and um, both of these offenses are really doing well of, um, you know, finding good situations to score and then also playing good defensively to, to keep the opponent off the, the scoreboard. Yeah, we're talking with Larry Henry Jr. Again, follow him at LHenry019. Okay, so we do have two games for tomorrow. Now, again, there is action tonight, but the lighting up 3 nothing, and right now we're scoreless uh, halfway through the second period with the Wild and Golden Knights. So... Uh, how about this, Larry? Let's let's make some picks. You want to do that? Oh yeah, let's do it. Let's start with the Maple Leafs and Canadians. Um, Toronto, a huge minus two thirty five favorite. So, uh, is this one where we can maybe bet them on the puck line? Uh, I'm assuming. Do you think they close it out here, and do you think they close it out in spectacular fashion? I guess, or at least covering the puck line. Uh, cause it's hard to bet the money line here. I'm, I guess. For sure. Yeah. I- you know, I haven't really touched too much of the puck line in these playoffs, obviously, because you, you're, you know, uh, you know, nail biting scores yeah. and, and all. But, uh, but that series, though, I mean, I mean, credit to Montreal for for getting there. But it's not a team that that really wows you offensively. Um, Tyler Toffoli's the main guy, and he's been kind of neutralized in the series and. Uh, you know, uh, it's not the same Canadian team as last year, uh, for sure. I mean, a lot of the same guys are there, but they're not, they're not at that same level. Um, so when you look at Toronto, I think Toronto does get it done. I do like them on the puck line because they did win 4 nothing the other night, um, and they've done well this series, uh, you know, do it, covering that. Uh, and then uh, I also like the under, though, as well, because that, that's a trend in that series that has, um, you know, been pretty um, – you know, it's been coming up pretty often. I believe it's three of the four games uh, so far in that series have hit the under and have been pretty low scoring. So um, 
So I do like Toronto to win on the puck line, but I also like the under, maybe like a three nothing or uh, a four four nothing or something like that. Because again, Montreal, if you neutralize Tyler Toffoli, I, I don't really trust any of those other guys to start finding their groove uh, in a do or die situation. So, uh, so Toronto puck line and also on the under. And if I had a, like like a guy to score. Why not go with the hottest scorer so far on that team? And that's William Nylander because he scored in every game so far in that series. Love it. I love you giving me a goal scorer. That's great. Uh, so now 9.30 tomorrow, and this game is a really interesting one because Carolina does have a chance to finally close this series out, which I thought they were going to do a little bit earlier. Uh, they're up 3-2 in the series. They're minus 143 favorite over the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. But this game is in Nashville. And uh, I think, obviously, we've seen home teams with a little bit of advantage in this one. Do you think Carolina corrects things on the road and they can close it out? Or are we going seven here? No, I think the, I think Carolina gets it done. Um, if Nashville had, had stolen that, that fifth game, then, uh, you know, obviously Carolina's backs are up against the wall. But Carolina gets it done um, after losing back-to-back uh, overtime games to Nashville, and that's really what kind of put Nashville in that good position. Because when you win games in the playoffs, obviously it's huge, especially being down two games to nothing. But when you do it in overtime fashion, that that that's demoralizing a little bit, uh, you know, for a team is is losing in overtime, especially game four was a double overtime game. So um, I do like Carolina to get it done. Um, they got the better weapons. They got Sebastian Ajo. They got Jordan Stahl, who's uh, you know, scored multiple goals in the series, and uh, and overall, uh, the goaltending has gotten a little bit better from the Hurricanes, which has been a you know a question during the regular season of who would be who would be the guy to to kind of run run the table in the playoffs, and uh, Alex Nedeljkovic has kind of taken that role uh, during the series. So I, I like Carolina um in that game um overall i like the over i think it's going to be uh, a high scoring game the over is hit in three of those five games and um i i do like carolina there to get it done and uh and i'll give you a goal score i think jordan stall scores again nice. because he's done really he's done really well that series um you know obviously a veteran in the league and you know Nashville's going to be keying in on Ajo and his playmaking ability, so that's just going to free up chances, I think, for for Jordan Stahl. And he's he's a, you know a smart player in this league and, and gets himself in a good situation. So uh, he'd be my go-to uh, player prop for tomorrow night. Look at that, Larry Henry Jr. breaking all things down NHL playoffs, even with some picks for tomorrow. Larry, great job tonight. Uh, you can go to bed, sir, and uh, have the rest of the night to yourself. Thanks for coming on and uh, talking a little pucks and six with me, though. No problem, John. Thanks a lot for having me, and uh, stay safe out there. I'm hearing a lot of thunder. Yeah, what is happening? Like, Larry, I'm telling you, I have all I have around me is just three gray walls and a little bit of a glass that shows me a room with other gray walls. Um, what is happening outside? <laughs> That's when you know it's bad is when you can hear the rain on your uh, your window, yeah, the, your headphones. And uh, I was kind of waiting for the lights in my room just to go off, but uh, you know they're still on and still kicking right now, which is good because uh, with how hot it's been, I need need that air conditioner on, man. It's been getting a little uh, steamy outside. Yeah, it'd be nice also to kick that pollen and knock that pollen off of my car. That's also a good thing oh, too. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy right, about every that. Time 
every time I've gotten a car wash now, uh, the next morning I go out and, and it's just full of pollen. Oh, it's yeah, it's right. annoying. Oh God. Uh, Larry, what's not annoying and what's really fun is talking hockey with you and glad we could do it. Thanks for coming on tonight, man. Yeah, no problem, John. Have a good one. Larry Henry Jr. at LHenry019 is where you can follow him for all things NHL playoffs. And he does a great job in covering the NHL playoffs.